Thanks for listening in to the official Heartland podcast. This is Amber Marshall sharing with you the inside scoop of what goes on behind the scenes with some of our lead cast and crew. We're looking back at 15 seasons reflecting on the history of Heartland and leading up to the premiere broadcast of season 16. For those of you in Canada, you can watch the season 16 premiere of Heartland on CBC and the free streaming service CBC Gem starting Sunday, October 2nd. In this episode, our showrunner Heather Conkey shares with us her initial start on Heartland and some of her favorite episodes that are near and dear to her heart. So I'm Heather Conkey and I'm the showrunner and one of the executive producers on Heartland, but mainly the showrunner, which means I'm the, the head writer and I have a very, very talented team of other writers working with me and have had over the years. So <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Well, I came on board with Heartland after the pilot had been done, um, but I was on board by the time the show got picked up by the CBC. and. I had seen the pilot. I remember going to Montreal and meeting Michael Weinberg, watching the pilot, and I totally got shivers, especially during the join-up scene, because I'm not from Alberta. <laughs> I'm not a horse girl. But that scene with Amy joining up with, with Spartan just literally gave me the shivers, and I thought, wow, maybe there is something. meeting I had thought how many episodes can you actually write about a horse whisperer and I'd seen the Robert Redford movie and loved it you know just and I say I'm not a horse person but I did ride when I was a kid and a teenager and then I realized that the 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 depth of the show was in the characters and the setting and the scenery and you know this amazing cast that had already been chosen and I was very lucky to walk into that kind of a situation. I had been working with the CBC for many years on, I guess I started with Road to Avonlea, so they knew me as a family show writer. And I had just uh, previously, a few weeks earlier, pitched them on a couple of other ideas for family drama. And they had loved the ideas, but by that time they'd already come very close to ordering Heartland. And so after I pitched them, they said, you know what, you should really meet Michael Weinberg because this show looks like it's gonna go. And so I went to Montreal, as I said, and saw the pilot and that was sort of the beginning. Well, it was based on a series of books that were incredibly popular, I read every single one of them. And they're terrific books, but they were not set in Alberta, they were set in eastern United States, in horse country, but very equestrian-based, not, not what we had thought would be a terrific idea is to expand it because there's so many worlds in the horse world. And we thought that would make a much more interesting show than just the equestrian jumping world. And so the place had changed from eastern United States to the Rockies, um, which I think was a brilliant, brilliant idea because the show is so much about where we are 
I mean, it's an Alberta show, and it shows Alberta to its most beautiful, I think. And I think that's part of the show's uh, appeal. People get to see a part of the world that's just very different from from anywhere else. And, and as I say, just absolutely beautiful, no matter what the season. It's gorgeous. So it's beautiful backdrop. I think the show is as much about the scenery as it is the story sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, so the show naturally changed and evolved. I think we ran out of the stories in the books um, midway through the second season. And we, and not every episode, even in the first season, was from a book. We, the team and I came up with stories that certainly were hinted at in the book and some and some of the the actual episodes are based on on the book but it just evolved out of necessity you know the the cast was different personalities than some of the characters in the books but i think it the books helped us obviously because it gave us an audience that was already there that loved the books and at the beginning it was weird um certainly social media some of the kids were is it really was based for teenage girls that was it. and a lot of them were really upset that we changed things and then they got used to it i knew they would get used to it but it was at first that oh gosh what have we done <laughs> we've taken this beloved series of books and put our own stamp on it but gradually i would say even after the first three episodes those same fans of the books were right there they were into it but i really really think because when we started off we had 18 episodes a year we could see every single season of the year and so the audience felt that they got to spend a year in the life with this family this cast of characters um, they got to know them like they were their friends or their family or their neighbors or someone they wish they knew and and that and a ranch that they wish they could live on it it just became something that was very real to the audience that they could relate to. Seasons turn, winter's gone. The rain can finally fall. Springtime's got it all. It brings a new song every day. That's one reason. I think a huge reason is the cast. It's the best cast ever. It, they're so believable and they're so talented and they, they can do humor, they can do drama. They, they're just so beautiful to watch. Anywhere they go, people treat them like they've known them all, all their lives. And it's, uh, it's an interesting quality. I, it, Michael loves to say he casts the show and he's right. <laughs> And he did such a good job. I mean, it, it's amazing. People don't get tired of them. The other thing is that we've managed, for the most part, to keep the core cast. Um, losing Graham Mortal was very difficult, as everyone will say. Um, he needed to expand and go on to new things, and will never stand in the way of an actor who, who wants that. But other than Graham, I mean, it, we have our cast, and we this season, season 15, 15 years later, uh, we can revisit cast members that we might not have seen for a couple of years um, and keep them alive. It's a community. So we, we have built a world and we've built a community that people can relate to. 
But it's inter it's an interesting question because I was talking to one of our editors yesterday and he had a take on this of what resonates with the viewers. And he said that life is so busy that you very rarely get to stop and look at something like a sunset or, you know, a lake or a river or, or, or even grass blowing in the wind. And Heartland is all that. People get to see that. They get to actually sit down, watch a show and have those moments, tiny moments, but moments where they actually take the time to look at what life is and what it can be. And I think that is probably one of the smartest answers I've ever heard. <laughs> we, you know, it's the old saying, smell the roses. Boiling down <laughs> Heartland's 228 episodes to my favorites is impossible. I did make a list, but it's very long. <laughs> um, I think first and foremost, you have to watch the pilot. That's a given. It's the beginning. It's changed a lot since the pilot. Well. First of all, everyone is 15 years older, um, which makes a huge difference. But there, we have, when we arc the season um, with the writers and, and, and myself, we figure out what the, what the goal is for that season, where we want to begin, where we want to end, where it will lead. And there's a beginning and a middle and an end with a lot of really great stuff in between. Um, but we, we absolutely have a theme in mind, um, for instance, season 15 is new beginnings. And after 15 years, you think new beginnings. <laughs> How can there be any new beginnings? But there are because Graham's death changed their world. It rocked it. it, it life will never be the same. And people go through that every day. And so we have a thematic order to season 14, which leads into 15 and 15 is, they went through hell and back. They they had to absorb the past. In season 15, they're moving forward into the future. So Amy spent all of season 14 really looking back and what she'd lost, and now she has to move forward. And I think, you know, if you look at it that way, the pilot, of course, and then the first episode of season two followed Ty, who had run away at the end of season one and it brings him back and it was the beginning of a metaphor that we use right throughout the series actually where he's amy sees this beautiful appaloosa ghost horse that she calls the ghost horse it is a metaphor for ty throughout the whole series and he has a magical connection with it Looks like he has a family. <laughs> hey, ghost. So those are the kind of episodes I like that have a theme that continues from one episode to another to another to its ultimate end. My other, my personal favorite show um, is Nine Zero Four. Was the story of Jack coming to terms with the fact that his favorite horse that he'd had for years and years and years, name was Paint, had reached the end of his life, 
and had to be put down. Pink. Pink. What's wrong? And I think anyone with a pet or has ever had a pet, uh, that show resonated incredibly. And I think it's Sean Johnston's favorite as well. He's often told me he still thinks of the speech he made at the end of the episode about horses being, you know, man's best friend, basically. Just like dogs are. <laughs> and yeah, I, that's one of the standouts for me. Um, and I think the audience, it always shows up on the list of favorites. Um, so yeah, that's pretty big for me. We spend 15 years together with the same cast and, and yeah, they're, they're lifelong friends. Um, Sean Johnson and I are quite close, you know, he even came all the way to Toronto for my daughter's wedding, you know, <laughs> he caused quite a stir, I have to say, <laughs> but yeah, and you know, Michelle Morgan now, you know, she comes to my cottage, we, you know, hang out and have dinners there and with her kids and have become, you know, a second family almost. So yeah, the ties will not be broken. <laughs> We've had a few been amazing and hugely important to the show. Megan Follows is incredible. And I love the fact that Anne of Green Gables, who was always on CBC on Sunday at seven, came to be on our CBC show on Sunday at seven, um, playing Lily. Ty's mom and she's just amazing uh, she just brought that character completely to life and is so unlike Anne because <laughs> she's she's a woman with a lot of problems that she's working through and eventually you know rises above it all including her uh, partner who by the end of season 14 she's leaving also a fantastic guest star Ian Tracy who played Wade. He was a fabulous guest star. Um, he and Megan just were wonderful to watch. I think the other guest star that my personal favorite because I wrote the episodes for Will Vernon and he came to us as uh, you know an old ornery guy living on his own family it just kind of floated away from him because he annoyed everybody and made everybody crazy, and so he became a recluse. Old, old friend of Jack's from Rodeo Days. That was a privilege to get to write for him because he takes scenes, he makes them his own, and you, you just watch it and you think, oh my gosh, he's just so brilliant <laughs> with words. And even if he bends them every once in a while, you're so grateful and you take full credit. <laughs> He's just a wonderful actor. So those those three guest stars really stand out for me. I, you know, I think it has many, 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 many places left to go. It's a family. And so families just change and grow. You know, if you look at your own family and your own family history and all the things that have happened in the last 15 years in your own world, and how many things will happen in the next 15 years in that same world, um, there's there's no end to the possibilities. Every once in a while, the entire group of writers <laughs> and myself will sit there and stare into space and say, oh my gosh, you know, 228 episodes. Each episode has three stories, so do the math. Is there anything left? And there always is, there always is. We start with a blank slate 
blank computer screen is one of the hardest things in the world to do. But within an hour of that first day of arcing, we're on a roll and uh, it just doesn't stop. So each of the Heartland characters becomes so beloved and so true and real that the situations that people find themselves in are endless, really, and help people relate to their own lives and their problems and joys and, you know, the ups and downs in a way that not many shows do. And I think that's a huge part too because people relate to it and they found that Heartland helped them through a terrible situation, um, whether it's a death in the family or their own illness or a kid who ran away. Again, endless situations that they find themselves in that they find that Heartland actually helps and gets them through it. I think the main thing to say is that it's been a gift. Well, how can I say this? Not too many people get to do this. You know, not too many people have a television show that's lasted 15 years and, and have poured a lot of their own lives into it. Thanks for being a part of this amazing journey. That concludes our latest episode of the official Heartland podcast. Tune in next time and we will have another special guest giving their intel on 15 seasons and the history of Heartland. We'll have new episodes of the podcast every Tuesday and Friday until the Heartland season 16 premiere on CBC and CBC Gem, Sunday, October 2nd.